0: Hey everyone, welcome back. It's your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. And you're listening to Explain Like I'm 5, the weekly podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that is easy to understand. So, Kevin, today's topic is cancer. It's really complicated even for most adults. What's the best way to explain to a child how it grows into something life-threatening?
1: Yeah, (laughs) So, I'm going to use an analogy here to actually explain this as simply as possible. So, cancer starts with a tumor. A tumor is an abnormal growth of cells. The original tumor is like a single weed in the backyard. If you can catch it before it goes to seed, before it starts spreading its seeds, you can pluck it out, assuming you can reach it. That's like doing surgery on a human body. Maybe afterwards, you could also apply a treatment around the backyard just in case some seeds actually did start to spread and you don't want them to grow. That's something like chemo radiation.
0: I like the analogy. So what happens if you don't catch it before the weed goes to seed?
1: Yeah, so uh, there's a thing called a metastatic cancer. It's when the original weed went to seed and now there are baby weeds all over the yard that are also going to seed. At that point, there might be too many to get rid of without killing the entire yard. Um, There also might be some products that you can apply, but it will kill only some of them because there's just too many weeds and seeds to ever get rid of completely. And the the product can also be really hard on the yard and the yard can't keep taking it forever. Uh, Even eventually someone may come out with a new really, really good product that targets something special in the seeds, but then there's a chance that the seeds and weeds evolve over time to even make that ineffective. Um, if you go to the hardware store, you might be find another product that works for a while. But at that point, the weeds and seeds are just unbeatable. Eventually, it's time for the backyard arrest. So a normal cancer, as opposed to
0: a terminal cancer, then is where you essentially catch it before it spreads.
1: Yes. Um, Well, oncologists, the doctors that specialize in taking care of cancer will tell you that there's no such thing as normal cancer The answer to whether cancer is curable or not is a little bit more simple Essentially, if all the cancer cells can be removed from the body, you have been cured In most of the solid cancers that form as lumps, this can be done with surgery or radiation What are the cancers that are not solid then? There are some actually liquid cancers, uh, such as cancers of the blood. Uh, it's called leukemia. Uh, so there's nothing to cut. So we try to give drugs to mix in the body and then kill the cancer. I see. So terminal cancer means we are unable to do either. Um, sometimes it's not even because of the cancer itself. It's just because the patient might be too old and frail to have these dangerous treatments done. And what about the different stages of cancer? You hear people
0: talking about stage one, two, mm-hmm. three, four. What do those mean?
1: Yeah, so stages determine how far the cancer has spread. Things like, is it just one tumor? Uh, Has it spread to nearby lymph nodes, to distant organs? Uh, You'll hear these numbers ranging from zero to four, and they've been established based on how far it's spread. Sometimes uh, even actually be broken down into smaller categories like 2A and 2B, depending on the number of lymph nodes. Uh, The lower the number, the better. Stage one is usually very treatable or even curable. But stage four is usually considered terminal. The okay. stages are, you know, defined uh, depending on the specific kind of cancer. Got it. There's also um, a really it's also a really big factor in determining prognosis, uh, which is basically the guess that doctors come up with. Uh, someone who's got one tumor is usually much easier to treat, right? If it's in an accessible place, treatment may be as simple as just one surgery. There's no chemo, radiation involved. At that point, the person is not expected to die of cancer. Uh, But if a cancer is not caught before it's spread, the prognosis becomes progressively worse. If a cancer is actually spread to distant organs, it's generally not possible to cure the patient. And that's where you can start getting estimates of how many years left they have to live.
0: And how about the role location
1: of the cancer plays? Yeah, location plays a really big role. You know, a brain tumor, for example, uh, might be impossible to operate on. Because you're, you're most likely to damage really important structures. Uh, there are some cancers in some places that don't directly kill you, because like you don't really you don't need a breast or testicle to live, but you can But it can spread to other places and become deadly in those new locations. Um, other cancers kill directly because they prevent vital organs such as the liver from functioning pro- correctly. Uh, and finally, the way the mutated cells behave is also a major issue. Some cancers are simply more inclined to spread. Grow quickly and actually survive and survive radiation. Uh, others are more slower growing. Uh, that's why a lot of doctors want to monitor early signs because maybe it won't spread and it's okay.
0: What about the statistics that doctors then apply to a prognosis?
1: Yeah, so when doctors are deciding what kind of prognosis someone has, they look at all these factors I just mentioned and compare them to patients with similar types of cancer. Uh, the, st- different, the same types of uh, uh, locations, stages. If 97% of patients with similar cancers have survived cancer-free five years after the treatment, then the patient is very likely to do well with the appropriate treatment. But if the statistic is something like 75% of their patients died within five years of treatment, you know, the progress, the prognosis is much worse. You know, explaining terminal cancer to
0: a five-year-old child, it actually sounds like one of the worst jobs <laughs> in the world. Yeah.
1: But, you know, many childhood cancers have some pretty good survival rates these days. Uh, and I'm sure seeing uh, your patients through that can actually be very rewarding and help with the lows. I actually have a few medical friends interested in pediatric oncology because of the number of success stories due to the recovery rates increasing so much recently. Well, I'm glad we ended on that high note. Thanks, Kevin.
0: And to all our listeners, I hope you've been enjoying these. We'll have new and interesting tidbits for you every week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. We're just getting started and a review would help out a lot. You can also contact us at ELI5, thepodcast, at gmail.com to send us your suggestions for future ideas, feedback, or absolutely anything. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.